Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's go hour number two on a Thursday. Oh, it is a magical Thursday. It is NFL Draft Night in Kansas City. Will B. John Robinson hear his name announced? And if so, how early in this first round? We'll continue to talk about that. We're going to get the uh, latest thoughts from Jeff Howe of Horns247.com coming right up. Before we do that, a couple of quick updates. One on Texas baseball. They're at TCU this weekend. Big weather coming into Fort Worth tomorrow. They are right now planning on Saturday, Sunday, Monday for that baseball series. We just don't know exact times yet. As soon as we know, we'll pass that along to you. Also, if you're a Longhorn football fan, we know, we told you this story the other day, this is a guy that you might end up facing in the game at Alabama. Tyler Buckner, the former Notre Dame quarterback, is indeed transferring to Alabama. Tommy Reese is the new OC there. That relationship probably is what brings him to T-Town. So there you go. You want an extra layer of drama in that game? Zay, let me give you the good news. Let me give you the good version for you as a Longhorn fan. What happens if Tommy Reese picks Buckner? They host Texas, and Texas beats them. What are they going to talk about in Tuscaloosa that week? Yow. Yeah, a lot. If Nick trusts Reese to pick his quarterback and he picks the guy that came with him from Notre Dame and Texas walks in there and beats him, look out. Yeah, that's why I'm giving Texas a legitimate chance because they're bringing guys in because they're not sure sure about Jalen Milrow. Yeah. They just aren't. He had uh, mixed reviews on his spring game. Some said he did well. Some said, oh. I don't know, but he has some huge shoes to fill. Like it's oh, yeah. tough. He's no not going to be Bryce Young, and I think that's what Alabama people have in their minds of you got to become that, and that's just not realistic. Speaking of Bryce Young, most of the experts are saying he's the first pick tonight. Mel Kiper says his teammate Will Anderson will go second to the Texans. McShay says it's Tyree Wilson of Texas Tech that will go second to the Texans. Let's get into some more draft talk and some Longhorn stuff on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We do it every Thursday about this time you should know this name very well he is jeff howe horns 247.com longhorn blitz podcast get it wherever you get your podcasts and then of course light the tower 10 to noon every day i was listening on my way in today how are you jeff i just want Zay to know that i'll be wearing the start burger king to the cookout Yo, Jeff, that was clean. They don't know style, man. That was clean. Only certain people could pull that off, and Sark did. I don't know why people still hating. Like Chad. Sark Sark pulled it off, but he he also blew a 28-10 lead to OU wearing those pants. So just for that, I'm saying just as a superstition, you should burn the pants. Nothing against the style, but just for the sake of. Blowing a twenty-eight ten lead, you gotta you gotta burn those pants. That was a part of that day. That's fair. By blowing the game, it changed it. 
A little bit. That's fair. Yeah, it changes yeah, it a little bit. You can't wear that look no more. That's kind of fair. Yeah, uh, Jeff, I was just making the point last hour. I think it's real. Uh, could be a big time optic for Texas tonight to have not to have Bijan there. Sark is there. Uh, you know, for him to break the curse of the first round offensive guys, but then to have Sark there to start to establish that Texas can be a big player again in not only the recruiting world but in the NFL developmental world. No, I mean you think about where Texas was last year. You're going into you were going into a draft last year, but all of us I think were pretty sure they weren't going to have anybody draft first round or not. Yeah. So you go a year later, and now you've got guys that have spent their the better part of their time at Texas getting developed by Steve Sarkeesian and the staff. At least in, in Bijan, Bijan's case, that's definitely the case. Uh, you know, some of those guys spent a little more time under Tom Herman, but I digress. But you know, I think it's key that all those guys, you know, whether it's Bijan, Roshan, Coburn, Ojemo, uh, even even you know Deshaun Jameson and, and Anthony Cook, who I don't think are going to get drafted, but I think they'll they'll get shots to make a roster as, as undrafted free agents. Uh, you know, all those guys played their best football under Steve Sarkeesian. So I think, and I think you see the development track that they're on, just judging by how much better guys got in the spring game or. Even look at Jalen Ford, and it just look year over year how much better guys got. That player development piece for Texas is the thing that's been broken for so long, and it's not just coaching guys up on the field. It's it's nutrition, it's strength and conditioning, it's academics, it's football IQ, it's film study, it's lack of coaching turnover. So guys understand what they're doing year to year. All of that plays a part in it, and Texas has been. They've been pretty good. I feel like they're on the right track. I'm not saying they got to figure it out because time will tell, but they're on the right track. But I, I'll give you the stat, Chad, that, you know, I heard you talk about offensive linemen. And I don't know if you mentioned this. Do you know the last time, the last Texas offensive lineman taken in the first round, who it was? Nope. Uh, the last one in the first round. Is it, was it Hills? That wouldn't be first round. How about it? Mike Williams? How about Mike Williams in two thousand two? Oh, God. over twenty years. Wow, <laughs> Hills is the last one overall, yeah. correct? Well, no, you had Connor Williams and Sam Cosby. They've, they've oh, you're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But wow. You haven't you haven't had a first round offensive lineman in over twenty years now. So it's and I think Kelvin Banks will be the next one. You know, uh, if things continue on their current trajectory, but. Look, there's a reason why Sark has invested a lot into the offensive line, uh, why he brought Kyle Flood with him from Alabama. And, you know, if they can get that fixed, now you're talking about you've got a roster that can go compete in the SEC. I mean, Chad, look, look no further. I mean, look, Johnny Manziel had a lot to do with AM's success when, when they made the move to the SEC, and I'm not taking anything away from what he did. But go look at those offensive linemen Kevin Sumlin inherited from Mike Sherman. Mike Sherman didn't do a lot right with Dallas Station. One thing he knew how to do, though, he knew how to evaluate offensive linemen and knew the kind of guys to take. And look at how many first-round offensive linemen were, were on that A&M roster their first two or three years in the SEC. That makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, and then I think Texas is trying to get to that point where when they go into that league, they're not that you're ever done building on the offensive line, but you're, you're done with the crisis management portion of building on the offensive line. 
You know, Jeff, a player in this draft that's getting talked about like crazy is Tyree Wilson. And, you know, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech, you hear so many good things. One, just his stature. He's an absolute monster. But just watching the Big 12 this year, I did not think he would be a top five pick. Do you see anything in him that says, oh, this guy, he's destined for Canton right when he touches the field year one? I'll say this, you know, when we started having, I started having discussions with some of my uh, colleagues in the Football Writers Association uh, for voting on All-American teams. And there's a few guys I know that, that are on that call in that room when those teams get selected. And then I was asked about defensive linemen. And, you know, Felix Anaduke Zoma's name came up. And there were a few other names. You know, Will Anderson, obviously, the Texas played last year that came up. The best defensive lineman I saw Texas play last year was Tyree Wilson. I thought from start to finish, consistency in Lubbock, I just thought he flashed more. I thought he was around the ball more. And I know it sounds crazy to think about uh, a Texas Tech defensive lineman, but that's a credit to, you know, Matt, Matt Wells and that staff had to develop him first, but what Joe McGuire and that staff did with him last year uh, to get him to a point where he liked this. I mean, me- you know, measurables and talent has never been the issue with him, uh, but his body filled out. He's maintained the athleticism. I'm surprised uh, to see him be that high. You know, I see him mocked at number two to the Texans. Uh, maybe that works out. Maybe it doesn't. But at the very least, I thought he was the, the best defensive lineman that Texas saw last year. Well, again, when you consider that, you know, Felix Anaduke is on the Will McDonald out of Iowa State is a guy that might hear his name called tonight again. And Will Anderson, I thought of, of all those guys, Tyree Wilson was the best of that group that I saw with my own eyes last year. Yeah, and Jeff, I've said it. I I love Tyree. It broke my heart when he left A and M, but I never thought it was going to this level. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, you know, you know what's walking away, number two pick in the draft. Like I didn't think it was that level, but it, it's great for him. The development that he's gone through, but also just the fact that he put together such a combine, and now it just keeps rising. Uh, there are those saying that he may be the number two guy to to Houston tonight. Uh, we're talking with Jeff Howe. Uh, Jeff, in terms of Bijan and the things you've heard read and talked about what's your gut tell you like you and I as Cowboys fans are going to talk about a 26 pick here in a second have you fully prepared yourself for Bijan as an eagle happening maybe no no and I won't um <laughs> and it'll hurt it'll hurt and I'll be I'll be butthurt about it maybe forever yeah. um but <laughs> it'll be it'll be that and I heard what you were saying about Bijan earlier you know, how he can make you feel like you're important. And I, it's funny, I was, I was looking through some stuff, doing some draft prep, and I, I stumbled upon, uh, he and I did a Facebook Live when he was down at the All-American Bowl for check-in. So this would have been in January of 2020 or late December 2019. And, you know, we do the Facebook Live, and I don't remember how many people were on there, but I said, yeah, you guys are here to see me, you're here to see this guy. And he just laughs and goes, oh, no, trust me. He's like, they're here to see you too, you're important. I'm like... And it's just that kind of stuff, like you said, that he'll make, even though if you're not important, you're nobody, he'll make you feel like you're the most important guy in the room. That's just kind of the guy he is. And then I think Sark has put it perfectly. And I've, I've asked his teammates, all those people around him, I'm like, does he ever have a bad day? And they're like, no, he, he doesn't. Like, he's, he's always smiling. He's always positive. Almost one of, the, one of those people that almost makes you angry with how positive they are. Hmm. You know, like, surely you can't be happy with with how this is going, but no, I mean, hey, he's, he's a special guy and a special player. And, and I, it's funny to hear, you know, the NFL talking heads talk about, well, I mean, do you take it back to side? Do you take it back to side? I'm like, look, 
some of you guys are so concerned about the running back thing that you're missing the point of how much value he brings to a team with everything else that he does. I, I've said from the time he committed to Texas, I felt like he had he was going to have some of the best hands on the team and could have played that hybrid position uh, in Tom Herman's offense. And lo and behold, now you've got some teams that have evaluated him and say, hey, we think he could be like a Debo Samuel type guy for us. Well, I mean, that's just glimpses of what we've seen from him over the last few years. So you're not drafting a running back. You're drafting an offensive weapon. Yes, his primary position will be running back, but he's so much more than a guy that you just turn around and hand it to him 20 to 25 times a game. You're, you're getting the total package. And, yeah, uh, it is. it does make me sick to my stomach to think about him doing that with the Philadelphia Eagles, which is why I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Atlanta – pulls the trigger on him at eight. And I didn't think he would go that high. I thought even Philly at 10 would be a stretch. But if you think about it, and, and you know, I'll give Rod credit. Rod's the one that pointed out, this out to me on the Blitz this week. If you look at Bijan and look at him in Atlanta, you know, you've got a young quarterback with Desmond Ritter. You've already got, you know, his number one receiver in, in Drake London, who you drafted last year. You've got a number one tight end, a number one weapon in Kyle Pitts, who you took two years ago. And now he's still bees on into that mix. And Chad, you know, as a Bucks fan, as bad as that division is, if you're Atlanta, you can get yourself into the playoffs year one with Bijan. So, granted, they're by no means a running back away from being a Super Bowl team. But you know, if Desmond Ritter clicks and you put enough around him, you can definitely get to nine wins, win that division, and be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yo, Jeff, I'm going to have to check you right there because that's Taylor Heineke's job over there in Atlanta. Oh, I mean, I'm just here let you we know. go. That's Taylor Heineke's job. Desmond Ritter, you got five weeks. Five <laughs> weeks, fam. And then once Taylor Heineke takes over, you might as well say that's just a remake of Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith hey, if J- Bijan gets drafted to the Dirty Bird. Jeff, Jeff, in case you haven't heard it on the show yet, uh, Zay loves Heineke as much as you hate Gerald. I'm just letting you know. Wow, that is strong, sir. Yeah. That is strong. President of the fan club. (laughs) Yo, Jeff, Jeff, let me ask you this, because you mentioned the next first-round pick in your mind coming out of Texas will be Kelvin Banks, which, in my mind, that means Quinn Ewers has no shot. If a year from now we're talking to you and Quinn Ewers is up for maybe a first-round pick, what would that mean for the 2023 season for the Texas Longhorns? That being Texas probably won the Big Twelve at the very least, and and maybe more. Um, you know, if, I I just, we talked about this. You know, Quinn's development track. I mean, with with being injured his junior year at Southlake and basically not playing football at all in 2021, uh, at least after the season ended, and then you know coming to Texas and getting thrown in the mix. Um, you know, that would be a really really quick turn. I mean, I mean, I think as a Texas fan, that's what you hope for, right? Is that he really gets it figured out and is in a position to be able to go pro after this year, at least, you know, have that decision to make, uh, you know, whether he is or not. I mean, I think Kelvin Banks for sure is going to break the, the first-round offensive line drop. But I think Quinn's got a chance to be that guy who, who's – I mean, the, the tools speak for themselves. It's all the other stuff and the growth, and we know there's so much more to playing quarterback than just, hey, can you go from, you know, hash to the opposite boundary and throw that 15-yard out on a dime. You know, there's so much more to it, especially at the next level uh, that goes into it. But I, I think he's got a chance to be that guy. Uh, you know, obviously, Kelvin Banks. David Worley, I just don't know. I mean, he's going to have to have a monster year and, uh, you know, show that uh, obviously that, that his hands have improved, one, and two, that, 
that his play strength, look, he's never going to be a 200-pound guy, right? But is his play strength good enough to where you feel like he can be a, a weapon for you on offense that you don't have to constantly worry about, okay, is he going to have his route disrupted? Is he going to be able to get off the jam? Uh, is he going to be able to do what you need him to do to function at a high level to where you would expect a first-round wide receiver to function? I feel like right now, if David Worthy was in this draft, I don't know that he'd be more than a, than maybe a, a late day two, early day three type pick. That's just some of the scuttlebutt I've heard. Uh, but I think he's going to have a chance. Uh, and again, you know, Quinn, I think will definitely have a chance. I think there's some other, you know, a guy like Byron Murphy. If Byron Murphy has a big year, we know guys that can that can push the pocket and disrupt the passer from the interior are worth their weight in gold. And if Murphy can be one of those guys, then. Than, than this year, but I think he'll definitely have a decision to make after the year. So, uh, like I said, Kelvin Banks for me definitely uh, on the on the offensive line. I think is is trending in the right direction to be a first rounder. But if we're sitting here next year, they and, and Quinn's getting ready to have his name called, then yeah, Texas, Texas at the very least won the Big Twelve. And I don't even I don't even want to say those other three letters what that would mean. But yeah, they they probably are competing for more than that. If yeah. Quinn's in a position to be a first-round pick. That's true. And at that point, Sark can wear whatever he wants. Oh, yeah, yeah. bring it back. You get to yeah. bring it back. He can wear a suit with lights on it if he wants to at that point. All right, uh, Jeff. Bring the, bring, the, bring the Burger King suit back with all kinds of dust and soot on it and burn holes in it, whatever. Yeah, whatever you, you want. Whatever go, you want. Go full-on Chris Jericho, light-up jacket. You can do whatever you want at that point. <laughs> uh, Jeff, real quick before we let you go, give me some Texas basketball thoughts. Are you still hearing at least positive uh, leaning things about Max Asmus, and then uh, what about Dylan Mitchell? Is uh, has that officially been decided one way or the other yet? I mean, I guess on Max Asmus, I mean, it got a not not a ton of, of real substance. Uh, you know, everything I've heard is that it's still leaning Texas. Uh, the Wichita State thing is, and you know, Craig and I talked about this the other day. If Wichita State really gets involved in this thing. Uh, they can make it interesting because, you know, with the Koch family and their resources hmm. on the NIL front, they can put together a package that could definitely compete with anything Texas would bring to the table. Um, so just keep that in mind when you talk about Wichita State. And in addition to having Paul Mills there, yeah, I think the – don't – don't. I mean, there's a reason why Greg Marshall, when he was there, might have been the highest-paid coach in the country. Just nobody really knew about it because it was freaking Wichita State. Why would anybody – pay attention to what the head coach of Wichita State is making. Uh, but I, I digress. But, you know, Kansas State, from what I've been told, uh, things look really good with them and, and Tyler Perry, the, the North Texas transfer. But I'm, I'm told that, hey, they would take Max Aceman and Tyler Perry if they could get both of them. Um, so Case State's not out of it. I, uh, Wichita State's still kind of hanging in there. But everything I've heard, Chad, I haven't heard anything to get me off of my assumption that Texas leads, and if he had to make a decision today, I do think it would be Texas. I know Kendall Weaver, the, the guard from UT Arlington that just entered the portal, they were in home with him last night. He's a major priority for them. So I think now that you've got Caden Shedrick, you've got DeSue back, you know you're bringing Ron Holland in, the, the backcourt now can really take priority for Rodney Terry and that staff. As far as Dylan Mitchell goes, I still think if if, if he's if he really believes and the people around him really believe that he's going to go late one, even early two, where you can maybe start talking about two way contracts and things like that, then I think he goes. I think it, I think for him to come back, it would have to be a situation where everybody that's giving him advice would have to tell him, "No, you're not ready. You need to go back to Texas for at least one more year and improve your game." I, I think if, like I said, I think if it's a late one, early two. Not even necessarily a guarantee. There's just a strong inclination on his part 
that that's where he would go. I have a really hard time seeing Bitch, Dylan Mitchell coming back. Jeff Howe, Horns247.com. Check out the Longhorn Blitz podcast wherever you get your podcast. Normally we'd get you that replay tonight, but with the draft coverage from the Cowboys, you'll go grab that Longhorn Blitz podcast where you get your podcast and Light the Tower comes up tomorrow at 10 a.m. to review what happens and where Bijan ends up if he does get drafted tonight. Jeff, we always appreciate the time. Let's hope Bijan finds a home tonight, and let's hope it's not Philly. Thank you, sir. Hey, and uh, at least if he's off the board by 26, at least that that decision is uh, out of Jerry's hands at that point. So let's, uh, let's, hope it stays, let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, I think you might be right. Thank you, man. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Oh, just real quick before the break, Zay. Late first round for Dylan Mitchell? Uh, Are you seeing that? Some. Yeah? I, I wouldn't take that risk. Late first? I mean, great for him if he could get that kind. Of, if he could get in on that guaranteed money, that's cool. But that amazes me. You're really doing some development. Wow! Like yeah. you're going through it. Like you, Dylan Mitchell, you're sleeping at the uh, uh, practice facility. Right. Absolutely. Like we, we got an extra room for you, so yeah. you could sleep. And once you wake up, we're getting right to it. Shooting, <laughs> dribbling. Like, oh, you want a place to stay here? Here's some recommendations. What? This is the facility. I thought you were going to show me apartments. No. If you want to get drafted by us, this way you staying, bro. First ever NBA team that figures out how to take, get guys to take shots while sleeping. They'll show him in a bed still taking shots. Yo, something, because he needs it. Man, oh, man. That's interesting. All right, so we'll keep our eyes on that. Obviously, the NBA draft comes up in June. NFL draft cranks up tonight. Will Bijan hear his name called? And will the Texans go defense instead of quarterback? That's where everything is pointed right now. Up next let's talk a little flex in the flex 30 a flex star that got away is headed to the portal if you're a fan of a team in the region might want to pay attention this is the horn the horn and pluckers present with the first pick draft night thursday april 27th will be at seven different pluckers locations round lake line 183 oak hill campus and south lamar come sign up to make a pick the dallas cowboys select or maybe this one the houston Texans select get it right and the whole place gets a special until the next pick is made go to hornfm.com to find out which horn personalities will be where the nfl draft party with pluckers and the horn this is Chad. Let's talk underdog fantasy. Easiest place to play fantasy sports. Remember, NBA pick'em games are there with the playoffs going, and MLB pick'em games are out there as well. Only one NBA game tonight, but let's dig into Boston and Atlanta. How about Jason Tatum? Ten rebounds, higher or lower? How about 4.5 assists, higher or lower? You can also look at some combos of rebounds and assists or points and assists. they got a lot of choices for him tonight. Jalen Brown, same thing. And that's what you're looking for. You're picking between two and five players to build a pick'em entry. Just don't pick everybody on the same team. Pick whether your players are going to have a higher or lower stat total for that game for your chance to win big. You get all the picks right, you can win up to 20 times your money on a single game. You can look at those rivals' picks as well, which pits two players against each other with different stats or whatever. You can mix it up a little bit, do a little NBA and a little MLB in the same game if you even want to. Sign up today with the promo code HORN. Get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store like I did. And don't forget to register with my promo code HORN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or over and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call one 800 522 
702-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. NBA Pick'em and MLB Pick'em right now at Underdog Fantasy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. I was the third brother of five, doing whatever I had to do to survive. I'm not saying what I did was all right. Trying to break out of the ghetto was a day to day fight. Being down so long, getting up to the cross for mine. Okay, rolling through a Thursday, getting ready for the NFL Draft. What's the name of the song? Right there. 110th Street? Man's trying to catch a woman that's week. Come on now. Uh, across 110th Street. Yeah, I don't know. There's a, I mean... A, the only guess I would have is not right, so it's not because it's not him. You gotta guess him. No, it's not him. <laughs> no, 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 you can't shy away from it. You gotta guess him, no matter what. I know it's not right, but just throw it out there because it could be close. Like there's something in the voice at the very beginning that made me think of James Brown, but I know it's not James Brown. Um, yeah, you're in the right. Yeah, I mean, you're in the right room. Yeah. Right. It's that. It's in that realm. I just can't quite come up with who it is. Um. Curtis Mayfield. Close. Bobby Womack. Bobby Womack. Okay. That's a beautiful voice right there. Oh, man. And what a great start to a song. You talk about bringing you in. Tell me a story. Yo. Right? Whoa. Uh, Bobby Womack, Rat and Merciful Fate to get us started today. That's that's quite a music festival right there. (laughs) If you could get the Bobby Womack fans and the Merciful Fate fans and the Rat fans in the same line for, you know, drinks and, and nachos and stuff, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. If you could just get them to hang out for about 10 minutes together, I think that'd be some fun conversations. All right, hopefully we're having uh, fun conversations today. If you are a Longhorn fan, you're hoping Bijan finds a home tonight. If you're a Longhorn fan and a Cowboys fan, you're kind of hoping that home is not Philly. But according to these reports of the visit to Philadelphia, Bijan had a really good time. They really liked him. And the question is just going to be, at number 10, do they have a need they think is more important, or do they almost have a feel of, you know what, we've got the luxury of being the NFC champs that pick 10. Let's go ahead and get this running back. We know all the things we could do with him. Let's show Jalen Hurts just how much we value what we're doing on offense, and let's go. Yeah, and if you're B. John Robinson, I mean, some guys want to be the guy and want to come into a situation where they're the main focus and they know they're going to be the key point on these defensive coordinators scouting reports or you could look at somebody like Philadelphia where you're just going to be a huge piece into an already flowing offense that was just in the Super Bowl 
and you don't have to worry about that pressure. You don't have to worry about being overused and getting battered just because you have to get the ball in the situation maybe like Atlanta. Now if you're in Philly, it's going to be spread out just because there's mm-hmm. so many weapons there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, see, that's the thing of to be – sometimes when you, when you say you're going to be the guy – there is going to be too much on you, but boy, if I'm a Bijan, if I'm back to the discussion earlier, if I'm Bijan or if I'm Jameer Gibbs, I would love to end up as an Eagle, a Bill, or a Bengal. Yeah. Those three teams, they're already good. They've got their quarterbacks, they've got their weapons. They just need me. They need a versatile back that can do a lot of things, specifically Bijan. He's more versatile to me than Gibbs. But I think both those guys can be key parts if they end up in those spots. And even Detroit and the Chargers. Yes, and Detroit, too. And Char- you're right. Both of those yeah. teams yeah, yeah. were right there. They mm-hmm. weren't, you know, well, the Chargers blew a 24-point lead against the Jaguars. That's yeah. an absolute joke. But that's what they do. That's definitely what they do. Yeah. But we know Kellen Moore being there, he'd probably love to have somebody of B. Sean Robinson's caliber. And, yeah, I think Justin Herbert, that'd be really scary. And even in Detroit, with what they got going on in uh, NFC North that's now completely wide open. I know Minnesota won it last year, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. And they Minnesota was a weird squad. Like, you remember all those comeback wins they mm-hmm. had, and then they end up just getting worked by the Giants, which was a joke in its own right. But still, I don't trust them either. If you put Bijan Robinson on that Lions team, I'd pick them to win the North. I really would. That is a, I'm glad you brought those two teams up because I think that is fair. Yeah, those two teams are interesting. Um, and as a Cowboys fan, I would tell Bijan and his family, could be good news to go to the Chargers because Kellen Moore doesn't hand the ball to anybody. So <laughs> there you go. That'll break my heart too. It'll break my heart if he goes to Philly. It'll break my heart if he goes to the Chargers and Kellen Moore actually gives him the ball yeah. the way he didn't to Cowboys. That'll make me mad. I mean, that's the thing with Bijan. Like, you could use him in the passing game and yeah. he could go and give you the same production. You yeah. Know? So he didn't do enough of that either. Definitely didn't do enough of no. that. He didn't do enough of that there. Um, we'll see what he does as the OC of the Chargers. So, a uh, lot of draft talk today. Let us know what you think. Um, somebody says somebody said they would definitely go to the Bobby Womack Rat Merciful Fate show. They're Yo, there. They're lining up. That'd be the concert that would end racism. It would. You're right. <laughs> it would end a lot of things. <laughs> that would end a lot of things that night. Uh, all right, that might bring down Ticketmaster. You never know. Yeah, might get, sure. rid, get rid of the whole thing. All right, uh, let's get you a quick flex segment. There's a name you want maybe want to remember because he's now into the transfer portal. Local guy. Could be a little more local again. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. So, Zay, one of the things about the transfer portal, obviously the, the old thing everybody always says about it, it giveth and it taketh away, it also gives you a second chance sometimes. Because we've been talking for a while about when your area's talent gets out of your area, maybe it's a coach at Notre Dame comes and gets them, maybe it's the Bama coach that comes and gets them, or, as we've seen, maybe it's that guy Ryan Day that comes and gets them. And in this case, a young man named Caleb Burton started out, and he's been transferring for a while. He's had multiple transfers. He started at Dell Valley. Mm-hmm. He finished off his high school career at Lake Travis, 
and then he ends up going to Ohio State. You and I double-checked the stats today. I, I see no stats for 2022. He had a tough time getting on the field. Uh, he did come in early in 22 to try to you know to try to become a part of it, but now he's going back into the or going into the transfer portal. I'm seeing enlisted here at right around five ten and a half. Let's call him 155. Smaller receiver, you know, speed speed burner kind of guy. Hey, he's that big. One fifty five. That's it. That's what it says here. Dang, that's light. Yeah. Um, like bigger than that. I did too. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm going to double check. I'm going to double check on that. See if I can. Find the verification there. That's smaller than Xavier Worthy. If I'm seeing it right, uh, if I'm seeing it correct. But uh, Caleb Burton is a name just to keep an eye on uh, and see who might be interested in Burton. Yeah, he was always a big-time prospect coming out of this area, and he had a very tragic knee injury in high school that just hearing from a lot of people that watched him beforehand said it set him back. Which, you know, it would. It set it back a lot of people. Sure. But you would think him being older now, he would get that burst back. And I don't know if he has. It's obviously going to be a very thick wide receiver room, regardless of who you are, when you go to Ohio State. I mean, Jackson Smith and Jimba didn't play last year, and he couldn't still he couldn't get on the field with that. So that should just show you how thick it was down right. there in Columbus. But uh, yeah, he, I think he's still a really good prospect. I don't know about Texas looking at him because it's a very thick wide receiver room down here. We all know that with watching the spring game and seeing the guys, John Tay Cook, A.D. Mitchell, to go along with Jordan Winnington, Isaiah Nayor, Xavier Worthy, et cetera. But, yeah, I still think this kid could do some things, and hopefully he can land on his feet in the right situation. I know he's a coach's kid, and, yeah, I just it doesn't work out for everybody. So yeah. maybe there's a squad and a team that could bring him in and put him in the right spot where he could succeed. All right, let's throw some height and weight on. How about six foot 165? Okay, that's much what, better. That's, that's what 24-7 says. Much better. Okay, okay I'm about to say. Six foot 165. Okay, okay, okay. that's cool. much better. All right, just trying to help trying to help him out. Trying to help my man Caleb out. Caleb, that's my bad. I, I, I was, yeah, that I 10 saw, pounds is a big difference. It is. No, I saw, that must have been that early early indication. So uh, six foot 165. We'll see if that name comes back around. Caleb Burton into the transfer portal, headed to, uh, from Ohio State to somewhere. We will keep an eye on those offers uh, as they come in. At FLXATX on your social media if you want to check it out. We do the Flex segment every day at 1.30 following the offers, the commitments, and all the stuff around here. Obviously, we are headed towards 7-on-7, headed towards the season itself, and that all-flex team, our second all-flex team, will be at the end of the high school football season. All right, uh, coming up at 2, back to the NFL draft discussion. we got to get back into the NBA as well. Uh, The game's last night. There's only one game tonight, but last night, huge things going down as New York and Miami set up another series uh, to go to their history. uh, Memphis stayed alive, and Golden State got that big win. We'll get into all of it, but obviously we're talking a lot of draft today. Go to hornfm.com and find out exactly where everybody's going to be tonight at your favorite Pluckers location for our Pluckers draft party and we'll bring you the Cowboys draft broadcast right here at 6. Remember Rod and Hard are going to be out at Pluckers the Link location with their show today from 3 to 6. So just keep it right here all day on the Horn. Yeah. 
Chad and Zay. Oh, it's definitely a party kind of day in sports today. NFL draft. Will B. John Robinson hear his name tonight? Are the Texans going to go defense and not take a quarterback? Where will the quarterbacks end up? Cowboys at 26. All that stuff. Get out to your favorite Pluckers location because that's where our draft party is happening tonight. First picks right after 7 o'clock. We will start the Cowboys draft broadcast for you at 6 o'clock tonight. And the fellas on uh, Ball Don't Lie are out at Pluckers Link tonight. All right, Zay. Should I get this one? No, no chance. Okay. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> Fair enough. Who is it? The Fatback Band. Whoa. Wicky Wacky. <laughs> the Fat Back Band. Fat Back Band. And it's called Wicky Wacky? Wicky Wacky. Uh-huh. As I sometimes tell my child when we're listening to music, there is no way everybody is sober making this song. Oh, no. No chance. Yesterday, my child listened to Led Zeppelin 1 for the very first time. She kind of got into one a Led Zeppelin tune on another album. So we listened to Led Zeppelin 1 as we were driving around. I'm doing the driving instructor thing. We're about to try to take get the driver's license coming up. How's that going? Going pretty well. Going pretty well. Driver's test on Friday. Cross your fingers. She's what is passing that? all the tests. Parallel parking. Tomorrow morning. We got we've uh, we practiced the parallel parking. We put her in an emergency parallel parking situation that she didn't see coming. Emergency? Where she didn't know it was happening. Where we oh. said, okay, just park right there. Okay. And kind of got her nervous, freaked out. Yeah. But she did it. She did fine. Yeah, you may have seen him like, oh, park right there. There's a spot. There's, we're going to miss it. <laughs> we're going to miss it. Yeah, I did that. I covered her eyes. <laughs> I started throwing stuff up in the front. It was great. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we listened to Led Zeppelin 1, and at one point, I can't remember which song it was. I said, yeah, they're not all sober here. <laughs> they're not all sober in this song. Uh, the Fatback Band, Bobby Womack, Rat, and Merciful Fate have all been a part of the show. We'll keep talking draft, NBA coming up. There's a lot going on in the world of sports. Why Today Matters, April 27th, coming up at 2.30. Right now, though, it's where we at in society. We'll see where Zay wants to go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, where do I need to go here? Are you sending me something on Twitter or what? Yeah, go on Twitter, Chad. Uh-huh. By the way, shout out to Tay Dick Stunt Devil for sending us the Jerry Springer video of Benny the Bull. Oh, that was fantastic. Getting cheated on by Big Ben, which is as the inflatable. The inflatable bull. Mascot bull. Man. Chicago Bulls. To the traditional Benny the Bull, as a pro wrestling fan, great bump. Great bump that he took. <laughs> Man, he went down like a sack of doorknobs when that inflatable dude hit him. That was awesome. Yeah, clearly Big Ben was packing in the way. Benny mm. the Bull wasn't. Yep, Big Ben. I mean, fully inflated. You know. Yeah. You wow. can't. Sometimes you can't compete with fully inflated. <laughs> Jerry Springer, what a time! Come what on. a time! All right, so for where we at today? A little double header, but they're along the same line. Mm-hmm. First off, women's basketball. Just became a movie for the 2024 season Uh-oh. because Louisville transfer Haley Van Liff is going to LSU oh, I to out. be a national champion with Angel Reese and Kim Mulkey. We warned y'all this was coming. We warned y'all this was coming. Let's go. This may be the greatest player coach matchup I have ever thought up, much less actually seen it happen. The, she is the second coming of Kim Mulkey as a player, 
and now she's going to be Kim Mulkey's point guard. Oh, my God. They're easily the most hated team in the country. Oh, absolutely. That's not even close. I, I can't wait to hear stories about Angel Reese and Haley fighting in practice. Yeah, I was going to say, do we even know if they get along? I mean, Kim doesn't care. Kim says, yeah. hey, I'll take all the attitudes. Yeah, We're yeah good. we'll figure it out. They'll do whatever's best. And obviously, being two different positions, they should get along pretty well. If Angel Reese can't see why Van Lith is a good idea, I can't help her. And then they got, She'll be fine. Then they got Flage Johnson, too, oh, who's Rock Nation, the rapper. She's going crazy. She's about to have a duo with Lil Wayne, like about to collab on the song and stuff. So, yeah, this team, they're ridiculous. But... The other part of where we at, yes. which is a little interesting, people have been sliding into Angel Reese's DMs. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she's an attractive girl. She know, is attractive. The edges yes. be on point. She got the lashes and stuff. She be looking right on the court. She and, do her thing. And she's got the attitude to go with and it. And she got the attitude. Some she's people tall. love that, right? Yeah, gotta love it. Hot and a great attitude. Yo, okay. when I saw her and John Moran in that video, I was like, yo, I don't know what Josh's doing. I know he got a baby mom's. I don't know if he's single. It, I, yeah. it would make sense to me. And by the way, that's also why Van Lith is interesting to me, because she's attractive and she's got the attitude. Yes. They both have that same thing. Thing. Yeah, perfect match. Yep. So, oh, the people who have slid into her Angel Reese's DMs, yes. rapper Future, <laughs> which that's Sierra's baby daddy. Come on, Future. The one that Sierra left because he was a little too crazy, so okay. had to get with the complete opposite and Russell Wilson. Go Russell. But Future's not with anybody right now. No, he'll never be. Well, he's from okay. time to time, he'll bounce around. Okay. He was All with right. Steve Harvey's daughter, which she's basically the female version of Future. And, yeah. you know, he's always with attractive women. Okay. And the other one is Drake. <laughs> now, does that surprise you at all? Not one bit. Okay. Drake is a muck boy, an F boy, a manho, all those things. A player? He's a player, popcorn, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Popcorn player. What is that? What does popcorn that mean? Popcorn player. What you haven't it? seen how high have you? I've not. What is okay. a popcorn player? I don't know. Mike Epps says it on how high. Oh, okay. When they were pimping and stuff. It's just a great movie. Great quote. It sounds cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Popcorn player. All yeah. right. You know, and Angel Reese said it was just to congratulate him, but, you know, there's always extra motive to the DM. There's always just Well see that's the thing you need to let me know. I'm you know, I'm the old man that barely knows how to get into the DMs when you tell me to go during the show. I certainly don't use them the way, you know, famous folks are using it today. Can a woman get into a man's DMs or a man get into a woman's DMs and it be totally cool, normal, platonic, no big deal? Absolutely. But you gotta understand the track record uh, from Future and Drake. It's a little different when it's, it's future a little and different. It's a little different from Dick Vitale wanted to congratulate Angel Reese <laughs> via DM and Drizzy Drake Rogers wanted to do that oh, same thing. That's... And Drake, he always goes about it a certain way. He always like, oh, yeah, you know, invite you over. Let me fly you out to the crib. And, you know, mm. if, it's, if it's somebody for Angel Reese's sake, he'd be like, let me invite you to the crib. I got a basketball court. That was his game to her. Oh, I see. I got a basketball court and stuff. You know, go to the house. Yeah, go yeah. to the house. We hoop and stuff like that. <laughs> There's a new rap sensation out, woman rap sensation named Ice Spice. Okay. That's out right now. She's big, beautiful. Her and Nicki Minaj did the song together in a video. There's some serious rump shaking going on. I've heard that name. Yes. Yeah, I haven't I, seen her yet. Okay. She's big time. Okay. Drake's flew her out to. 
air quote, record. Really? That song hasn't dropped yet. It's been like five months since she uh, he flew her out. Ah, I see. Okay. That song hasn't came out yet. Where's the song, Drake? <laughs> Did y'all record or not? I don't know. So you got to understand where these guys, where their minds at and who it is sending these DMs. But Angel Reese, watch yourself. Watch yourself. Just, just letting you know. I Spice has a collab with Nicki Minaj called Princess Diana. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, she does. I don't know one lyric of that song, but I've seen the video about three times. If that's a biopic, I'm really interested now. I've Wow, that's crazy. All right, uh, there you have it. So, Angel Reese getting attention from all corners, all areas. And we know this because she went on a podcast and told somebody this? Yeah, she went on right? a podcast, okay. Breakfast Club. Actually, it's a radio show in New York. Oh, I got you. Charlamagne yeah, yeah. the God, DJ Envy, rap. Yeah. I was going to ask you if that's the New one Charlamagne the God is on. Yeah, it's good. Is he any good as a rapper? He's not a rapper. He's just a radio oh, guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he was. Yeah, he's just a radio guy. With, like a, you na- and I. with a name that badass, I thought he did something else. Besides, yeah. I'm not saying you can't just be badass and be on the radio. No, nah, Obviously, we do it every day. <laughs> but... Every time I hear that name, I think, wow, that's an awesome name. It sounds like a rapper's name, huh? It really does. Yeah. Charlemagne the God. Right. It just sounds like there's something out there. There's a an album, a movie, a book, something I need to be to go get. But I guess he does not. have books. Yeah. He's written books. Plus he's also a frighteningly handsome man. That's a good looking dude. Charlemagne the God? Yeah. Is he? Is he talking about the same dude? I think so. I think he's ugly. Do you really? <laughs> I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Hey, we all have our different tastes. Hey, Charlemagne, don't let him talk you down, man. I thought you. I think you're good-looking. Every time I see him, I'm like, he's a good-looking dude. Well, he kind of has a Sammy Sosa thing going I'm on. A... It's not that bad, but you know. Oh, maybe I haven't seen Charlemagne in a while. <laughs> I don't think you have. I need to check in on Charlemagne. Whoa. I'm a little concerned now. All right. Uh, there is where we at in society. We do it every day about 145. Coming up, your 2 o'clock hour NFL draft talk, the very latest uh, of what the mock drafts are saying. It all gets real tonight, and there's one NBA game tonight, but how about last night? It just continues to get better and better. Three straight nights of good craziness in the NBA. We'll get Zay's thoughts on that. And then at 2.30, it's Why Today Matters on April 27th, including one of the very few birthdays of of uh, guys that I actually know of people in my life. That's coming up on the horn.